0: Hi guys, welcome back. So, welcome back to Oat oh, Milk and Anxiety. I'm your, I'm your host Natalie. Welcome back. This is so cool. um So, let me set Tamsin down. If you're new, you probably don't know who Tamsin is. Tamsin is my little blue ukulele, little blue sticker cup co- covered. I was about to say, my little blue sticker colored and that that doesn't make any sense um and yeah what was I (laughs) what was I even talking about um yeah Tamsin's my ukulele she's pretty sick um she has stickers on the back of her for every place I've lived in even if it was like a short while you know and then on the front there's a little mermaid sticker so she's really not sticker covered. My hope is that she will be in time. I just need to find the right stickers that fit her personality. You know what I mean? If you know, you know. I don't really know, but I'm trying to. Um <laughs> Um yeah, so welcome back. This is this is a cool episode because this is the first episode that's being recorded and then going directly on Spotify. That's so cool. Um if you're listening to this we're on spotify now because you're probably listening to this on spotify uh yeah but we by we i mean me uh, are on spotify now i had a wonderful friend of mine help me out with that uh his name's zavin so Zaven, if you're listening to this here's your shout out you didn't ask for it but here's a shout out uh zavin has a podcast also on spotify it's called what's on your mind and it's really freaking sick so go give it a listen. Zaven is a fellow classmate, and I just think he's the coolest. Zaven is one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met in my life. He just knows so much about a lot. And if I'm like sounding not to do, get on another tangent, but if I sound like I'm like out of breath, it I I'm so gassy today in my chest and no one asked for that but now you know um so i I feel like i could burp for like five hours straight um anyways so yeah what's on your mind podcast uh give it a listen give it a follow go support zavin he's absolutely fantastic not only as an artist but as a person he's so stellar big fan gold star seven gold stars maybe maybe more I don't want to inflate Zayvon's ego, but yeah, probably, definitely more gold stars. Maybe with some glitter. Anyways, (laughs) getting getting back on topic. What is the topic? So today, today we're going to write a monologue. Um, If you don't know, I'm a writer, LOL. I don't know why, I don't know why LOL attached itself to that, but it did. So today... I'm going to do a little writing workshop. We'll see how it goes. I've never done one of these before and I don't really know what I'm doing and I think that I'm gonna try and find, not I think I'm gonna try, I'm definitely wanting to try to do it in a way that doesn't sound preachy because I think that that's super condescending and unnecessary and obviously I don't know everything. (laughs) If I, I don't know what I would do if I knew everything. I think that's impossible. I really do. Um, (laughs) Anyways, episode two, writing workshop. Today, we're going to work on dramatic monologues. I am working on a monologue book to publish, (laughs) and um, it's going to be hopefully a nice little booklet. Excuse me. I feel like, oh my God, I I felt like I was going to have to burp, and I'm so distracted by this burp now that I can't even get my tenses right. We're not off to a good start, ladies and gents. Or maybe we're off to a great start. I think we're off to a great start. Um, yeah, it's it's been a minute since I recorded a podcast episode. Let's talk about it. Um, no one probably noticed, but I did. Uh, because I set in my creative schedule that I was going to start a podcast. And I recorded one episode. And it was all well and good. And then... As one does uh, I had a very bleak maybe not bleak but I had a really weird and dark and congested couple of weeks and it was a kind of couple of weeks that I think I was just excuse me if you hear my burp if I hear this burp burping playback I'm so sorry I'm not gonna edit it out this is the real me um oh there was another one <laughs> uh no but i I was just in a weird headspace, and I think I was just like trying to do a lot without really committing to doing anything. Does that make sense like i i have in my I have a little calendar where I write all these like creative projects that I wanna work on for any week or like get, designate a day to it or something but um, I think I was like doing writing all of that down but not really committing to anything and I think the idea of that and recognizing that I was doing that really drained me and it made me feel just like horrible about myself and in turn I was just like only watching Netflix for like hours on end or just like sleeping for 10 hours a day because I just I was so I think a little bit of it was like I was disappointed in myself for not having the Um, creative juices going and not really putting the energy or effort into activating them. But I don't know. If you're an artist, hopefully that resonates with you. And you know what? If that does resonate with you, I think there could be a really good episode in that. And I think that that's a really cool conversation for artists to have. um, Because I don't know. I feel like that from time to time. Hopefully other artists... And people, not in the arts, do. Um, so yeah, if you do feel like that and you want to maybe talk about that that a little more, sorry, I got a little tongue-tied. <clears throat> if you want to talk about that a little bit more, um, shoot me a message on Instagram at Natalie Wait for it Hilton, um, or on Twitter, shoot me a DM at Hadley Nilton with three N's at the end. Um, yeah, let me know. Let's talk about it. Uh, I think that that's something so important to have. And I love, um, I love talking shop with other artists, but I also love just talking about mental health with artists because I feel like we push ourselves to extremes a lot of the time and maybe we don't talk about it enough. Um, but I think that we can find a lot of solace in each other if we do talk about it. So let me know, but here we are by we again, I mean me, (laughs) Um, here I am, Uh, I am feeling a little better, I'm getting out of it, you know, you you just got to work through it, Um, only way out is through, so I have been listening to tons of great podcasts, tons of great political podcasts, um, Pod Save the People, Pod Save America, Um, I meant Pod Save America, sorry, my bad, and uh, I also... I've been listening to just tons of true crime podcasts, which are always, um, very, very interesting. And I don't, I don't like to use the word interesting a lot, but I just, I'm, I think that that's just a good word for, uh, they're, they're they're very thought provoking. I'll say that the true, true crime podcasts are, um, but I've been listening to those a lot and I've been listening to a lot of, uh, some of my favorite songs, maybe, uh albums by some of my favorite bands that I haven't picked up in a minute um yeah and it just got my brain a little less cluttered and you know it's still a little cluttered but I think it's the kind of clutter where I'm like I can make something out of this so enter writing workshop here we go so today like I said we're gonna write a monologue um if you are a writer you're wanting to try writing or you're just bored um (laughs) uh, maybe all of the above, maybe none of the above, uh, grab something to write with, if you want to work through this with me, let's do it, why not, let's go nuts with it, It, maybe we'll write two monologues, no, maybe just one, you know what, let's not go crazy, monologue, (laughs) so the monologue book, uh, yeah, it's gonna be called Conversations with Your Mirror, (laughs) lol, aww, that's my round of applause for myself thank you thank you studio audience Um, so great thank you great to see you all of you just my reflection in the mirror that's okay that bit has run its course it's done it I drove it into the ground uh, so so now let's let's just do what the episode is about right like what are what am I even talking about anymore I'm driving away listeners so So I have this little book. Um, When I'm writing monologues, I have a couple essentials. Uh, Not only when I'm writing monologues, but when I'm writing in general. Um, First thing, I like to have uh, some of my favorite things uh, that are consumable around me. Um, I have my big water bottle uh, filled up next to me uh, right now I have a Gatorade because I've been super crampy all day, and so I have a Gatorade next to me, and then I have, like, some of my favorite, like, little snacks or something next to me for, like, honestly, it's just treat, I don't, (laughs) I don't think, I don't think it really adds or deducts anything from my, uh, productivity, but I do think that it just, it's good for me to be like, oh god, I'm so stressed, time for an airhead (laughs) or something, and then my tongue's blue, you know what I mean, uh, anyways so so i have that um i have the the little treats um i have a notebook a lot of the time i just write uh directly onto my laptop uh sometimes i'll like scribble ideas a lot of the time i get uh like sentence ideas that just keep popping up in my head where i'm just like god i don't know what i'd put that in but i know that that's a really sick sentence that i just thought of and then i'll just like scribble it on something and then a lot of the times i'll just like i'll write it down but then i'll find it in my notebook years later i'm just like this looks like nonsense um but yeah so i have that i have my pens next to me i have colored pencils because sometimes it helps me while i'm like maybe i'll write like a paragraph or something i'll scribble it and then i'll be like i don't know where to put this um and so I'll just, like, draw little pictures around it. And hopefully, like, I don't know. My thinking with that is it it gives it a little more, like, color, which is very obvious because it's colored pencils. But, like, I don't know. It helps me see it as, like, something a little brighter than just, like, me scribbling something on a page with my weird handwriting. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, so I have that, all of that. And then I have this little book, uh, My Aunt and Uncle gave me this little book for a gift once, and it's called Complete the Story, and it's a book full of prompts, just literally full of prompts, and um, it's a lined booklet. It's a red cover. I'm pretty sure you can find it just about anywhere, but it is definitely one of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten because uh, even if you don't use one of these prompts and say you're, say you're just backed up. Your brain is just totally tired. Um, you just read through one of these and it just, it usually it takes me if I'm really backed up. So say now coming out of the first couple, like the past two weeks, um, this is something that I'll read through. And it usually takes me a couple to be like, Okay, I have some ideas going. So, oh my gosh, yeah. So on the inner cover, I just read this. My aunt gave me this for my high school graduation. She said, Natalie, as you graduate, you are completing the story of high school. Now on to new adventures. Which, it's been four years since I graduated high school. And to think about, like, just think about that for a second. Like, think about the last four years of your life. That's crazy. And now now look at where you're at, that is, that is, that's bananas, and I love it, I hope that you look at that, because I'm, I'm thinking of, of my past four years, and I'm just like, I've been thrown every which way, but thinking about how every little decision and conversation, all of that has just led me to where I am, and it gives you a sense of peace, but also, (laughs) it can give you some whiplash for, for sure, but i hope that you look at your last 4 years and you're just like wow that's that's really something that's just so so fascinating um wow so um let me look oh my gosh this the first the very first prompt um is going to lead me right into my fun fact of the day so Let me read it to you. And we might not use this one in our monologue today, but let me read it. At first we thought the black liquid was oil, that we'd struck it rich and that we'd be able to retire and live in leisure. We actually started writing down all the ways we'd spend the money. Our first choice was blank. So I don't know if that resonates with you, write down what your first choice was. What would your first choice be? I think I think I'm going to go with the third prompt on the third page which is I've lived in this town my whole life and most of the time that's fine by me but in late fall when the sky fills with birds migrating south for the winter traveling thousands of miles I get homesick for places I've never been places like Oh, my God. I love that one, too. And that one makes me think of my fun fact, too. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about with my fun fact, but I'm so jazzed about it. So, okay. So let's talk about this. As I'm reading that, and hopefully hopefully, as you hear that, you're thinking about... I don't know. Hopefully you're thinking about like all the places that you want to visit in your life. And maybe... I don't know. I always felt so stuck in my hometown. I'm from a very small town in South Dakota, and just about everybody knows everyone. Um, I felt so stuck, and it, it was very weird feeling that for so long. And then I moved to Los Angeles, which is just absolutely massive. Nobody knows me, and it's so awesome. I love it because I can just walk around in anonymity and like, not think that I'm going to run into someone who knows my parents or my cousins. And it's so awesome. Um, and I, I feel that. And hope, I don't know, maybe you feel something similar whenever you go home for holidays or something. It's a little jarring because you're suddenly back in this place where maybe you didn't feel like you were your fullest self and now you come back and hopefully in your, as you've, you know, matured away from your small town or your hometown, maybe you're looking at your hometown now and where you are currently in your life as a hopefully more explored version of yourself. And you're just realizing, wow, look at how far I've come again with the, like, where have you been in the past four years? Like, look at where you're, you're upright and you are existing and you are something magical and I think that's so cool I think no I really think that's so badass that you you the listener are just so so strong in where you're at even if it doesn't feel like it you're breathing currently in this world and I think that's something brave because this world is fucking terrifying and if my parents hear that, sorry, I swore, but it's true. I, I think that it takes a lot of bravery and courage to exist in the world, especially as artists. And if you're doing that, my hat's off to you because you are incredible. That alone is incredible. And I think that every day that you take the chance on yourself and you step out of your comfort zone and learn yourself a little bit more... That's something incredible, and I think that that's sick. Hopefully, all of that is cohesive, and that makes sense to you. That's just how I feel. Um, If it got a little rambly, and somewhere in there you were just like, not the the bit has run its course, then I'm sorry. But I said what I said. Um, I mean it. I think that all of you listening are just the coolest, and I don't know. I'm a fan. So let's talk about, I think I really wanna use this prompt. So it it resonates with me from, I just dropped a little card from the inside of the book. Oops, I'll pick it up later. Um, So I'm gonna write this one because it resonates with me. Um, If it resonates with you, write a little something. So um, something that I always think about when I'm starting a monologue is, let me back up so when i'm as a performer when i'm doing a monologue i really i i don't like um see i want to be careful because i don't want to be like i hate this but it everyone has their preferences and i love the more natural a monologue is that's my personal preference some people aren't about that some people are really about that that's totally up to you so when I'm writing a monologue, I love to really adhere to uh, everything that's natural. And so something that's natural for me, as you've definitely already noticed by listening to me talk in this podcast, and if you know me in real life, then you know that I start like seven sentences at once, and I I repeat uh, certain vowels or... Words like I just did with I. I um sometimes my speech is really is really uh broken up sometimes and I say um a lot and sometimes for reasons that I'm not really sure about I I um I just get really tongue tied so see all of that and I'm saying this now on the outside of that not like saying that all of that was structured and planned because it wasn't that's just how I talk and that's all natural but all of that I think if you can incorporate that into your writing it makes the piece a lot more breathable to the reader um that's how I write my monologues that's how I write my novels too that's how I write my plays because I think that as a as a consumer and as a reader and as a performer performing uh, other writers pieces That's something that really is attractive to me when I'm reading a piece or selecting a piece for performance is I want to have it be as natural as possible. And a lot of that goes beyond the writer too. And that goes, that falls on the shoulders of you. The performer is making sure that, that you're not stiff, you know, like that you're breathing, that you're making this character, that you're portraying an actual like breathing person um so I think for me personally that's how I write uh my monologues too I write a lot of like dashes or commas uh I write a lot of uhs or ums and some people (laughs) um I had a one of my classes one of my teachers um wasn't about that and they were telling me to cut all of that and that's fine um, at first, I was a little like, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. I'm so stupid. Ah, But but it's all about personal preference. It's just like with people's coffee tastes, food tastes, drinks, whatever. It's Everyone has a different palate. Everyone has different tastes. And you can't personalize everything. It'll just totally cripple you if it... Not cripple. It'll totally... I mean, it'll just... It'll break you if you do personalize everything. You know, it, you just have to say like at a certain point it's like this isn't about me it's fine it's okay it's all good it's not that deep and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day at the end of the day sorry is it's not that deep so let's get started so the prompt again uh if you're following this prompt cool um the prompt again is i've lived in this town my whole life and most of the time that's fine by me but in late fall when the sky fills with birds migrating south for the winter Traveling thousands of miles, I get homesick for places I've never been. Places like blank. So let's fill in the blanks. But first, let's get our fun fact in. So, this is a new segment on oat milk and anxiety. I'm gonna try and learn a fun fact every week, hopefully, every day. But I'm gonna present one every episode that I just learned. And when I have guests, hopefully they will bring one as well. I'm going to try and have it be a, a double whammy. So on episodes where it's just me, you only get one. On episodes where I have a guest, you get two fun facts that maybe you didn't know. So let's get into it. Today's fun fact is inspired by... Inspired by... I don't know. I heard about this from a another podcast that I was listening to. And for the life of me, I can't remember now that I'm like, looking at my show notes. I'm just I'm so dumb for for not remembering. And I was looking through my Spotify, like recently played. And I can't I can't figure it out. I'll find it. And it'll come to me in the middle of the night and keep me awake for days. So anyways, so I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about black sand beaches. And I didn't know this was a thing. So I Googled it. I went on the old Google machine, did the types, did the thing. So, did you know that some beaches have black sand? I did not. And on top of that, I did not know why. So, some beaches have black sand. And it is because it is found on beaches, not every case, but some cases it is because the beaches are near a volcano. Isn't that neat? So one of the one popular excuse me I had a lot of saliva that needed to I had to anyways <laughs> anyways that was Ako Taco yikes. Natalie Joyce, what are you even talking about? Black sand, black sand beaches. (laughs) Oh my God. So one of the places, uh, I think in the podcast, they were talking about Iceland, how they have black sand beaches there, but black sand beaches are also in Bulgaria, Germany, Italy, Greece, Cyprus, Iceland, Portugal, Spain, Cameroon, Canada, Mexico, the US. Hello, the Lost Coast in California and in Alaska. I'm going on some trips to some coasts. Come on, guys, let's go with masks. You know what? We'll wait till the pandemic's over. It's not worth it. Costa Rica, Guatemala, Panama. I said Guatemala really weird. Guatemala. <clears throat> Sorry. El Salvador. And then in the Caribbean, Jamaica, Dominica, Martinique, St. Lu- 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 Lucia, Lucia. If you know how to pronounce that please let me know i will also do my own research too (laughs) to learn how to pronounce it i'll just actually do the work uh venezuela puerto rico and there's so many and i didn't realize that this was like everywhere but i mean like where there's a volcano that makes a lot of sense so then there's also in tahiti guam new zealand incredible why, see, I just, oh my God, I love it, I'm so jazzed about it, so if you if you want look at black sand beaches, they're absolutely stunning, uh Game of Thrones has used uh some of these sites before, and I think that's what, like when I saw some of the pictures, I was like, oh, I've seen that before, and that's why, and they're absolutely stunning, so cool, such a cool science fact, definitely. Get into it. See, I'm looking at pictures right now and one is all of these turtles on a black sand beach. Oh my God, I love it. I love them so much. Save the turtles, don't use plastic straws. Come on, people, wake up. Uh, just wanna throw that out there in case you're still on your plastic straw game. Use compostable straws too. If you can't use metal straws uh, or paper straws, compostable straws just about everywhere. Come on, let's get into it, folks um yeah anyways that's my fun fact of the day hope you enjoyed hope you learned something I learned something awesome oh my god I'm so jazzed about see now I did that I read that list and I just want to god I just want to go see the world I just want to oh man someday folks someday when everyone wears their masks and social distance and stops going to parties like idiots we'll be able to to do the things we once loved. Crazy. Um, Anyways, so let's write this monologue now. So we have our prompt. uh, So something I wanna start off with, let me grab my pen. If you heard that little uncapping of the pen, congratulations. Uh, Anyways, so I I have my uh, pen on my notebook paper right now, so let's talk about it. Um, Something that I really want to try and uh, work on with my writing and myself is gender fluidity and just gender nonconformity as well. Uh, some that's something that I'm really trying to cement in every piece of conversations with your mirror, the monologue book by N. J. Hilton. That's me. Um, I think that the more we regulate and normalize um gender being on a spectrum and people not conforming to gender, I think that if we do that in every aspect, the easier and you know, I don't I don't know where that's going. Just fucking do it, okay? Um so I'm trying with all of my monologues to write for the ladies, the babies and the gentlemen too. So this monologue, um, so something, a tip that I'm, like, teaching myself, let me pull up my monologue book, um, something that I'm teaching myself is, uh, writing the, just the I, the me's, the you's, and maybe some, some monologues can be interchangeable, but I think I'm just striving, me personally. Maybe you too. I'm just striving for neutrality on just about everything, unless there's a very like strong piece where I think, you know, this this speaks. And I'm writing this from my experience as a human woman. Um, You know, maybe it's you as a as a gay woman or as a bisexual woman. You know, it it's totally up to you. You can be as ambiguous as you want, um, or as conforming as you want. Um, but I think a lot of my monologues, I'm trying now to have them be just neutral, non-binary, um, whatever whatever the performer wants them to be when they pick up this monologue book and are flipping through it. And because I think that there are there are so many things that speak to us as humans that go beyond gender. You know what I mean? So, I think that if we work to break out of those little boxes, then we can achieve so much more in our arts. So, that's that's my soapbox. Um hopefully it makes sense. Um I'm still trying to learn so much and I'm trying to read so much about uh just little ways that maybe opening things up for non-binary angels are, <laughs> are um... oh my gosh, sorry, I moved my chair and I totally lost my train of thought. Just be ambiguous with your writing, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm looking through some of the monologues and some of them, like some of them are uh, written about the woman, ex- the woman's experience um but a lot of them are ambiguous and when you read through it you can do like uh sorry I'm totally just like spacing out which which happens uh sometimes I write and I just am in a weird headspace right I just can't think you know what I mean uh, if you're a writer, hopefully that, hopefully that makes sense to you. If you're not a writer and it doesn't make sense to you, don't worry about it. So our prompt, uh, so who, something I start with is who is, who's the narrator? Um, so for this one, for my monologue, I'll do, uh, I'll just write myself because you write what you know, you know, <laughs> you write what you know, you know, so narrator, Nat, Um, and then you want to think about too, who are they talking to? So I think that, so something that speaks to me right now, um, just because it's been on my heart a lot is I want to write about, uh, when I moved away from home and when I was getting ready to move away from home and all of these things, keep in mind, you don't have to say explicitly. I think that there's so much power in subtext. And I think also on top of that, you can lose a lot of power when you say explicitly what you need. I think that there's so much uh, as a character that you, there's so much power that you hold when you're saying everything but what is actually the root of your problem. You know what I mean? Um, Because by doing, by holding that in, you can express so much anger or so much anguish or so much sadness or so much elation by saying everything except what you actually want to say. It's like, oh, what's an example? It's like, okay, so think about, so there was a day once when I was, uh, I'd gotten a part that I really wanted, right? And my mom was asking me how my day went and i told her everything that happened in my day and behind all of it it was just mundane things like oh i filled up my car with gas and ooh ooh and i had a, like a really good coffee today with my with my breakfast and i and i was early for school and so i could go through the drive through and this was like in high school but like then all behind all of that because you're building up to what is actually like what you actually want to say by saying everything else, and I mean all of that is just like a list, but hopefully, hopefully that's making sense to you, because behind all of that, you can just say, you can say so much. Um, hopefully that makes sense to you. Um, hopefully it makes sense to me too. When I'm listening back to this, if I listen back to this, I didn't listen to the last episode after I posted it. I just kind of recorded it and was like, oh, there it goes. So. I don't know. That's just that's just me. I I really I get a little weird about listening or like looking at my work after I've put it out there. I'm just like, uh, no, thank you. I'm fine. Uh, anyways, so something that i want, something that I want to think about with this monologue is a conversation that I had with my mom uh, about and conversations that I wish I would have had with my mom about uh, just me and my life, where I was at, where my head was at. When I was getting ready to move away, um, I graduated high school and I didn't go to college right away. I took a gap year. And I had a lot of, I had a rough couple of years, right? And as one does. And then I, it was a very quick turnaround from my audition for school. And then when I got in, and then like two months, three months later, it was like, okay, you're moving to Los Angeles, get it together. Um, so I had had to, uh, tie up loose ends very quickly. And one of those loose ends for me was coming out to my family. I hadn't done that for a long time. I hadn't thought that I needed to do that for a very long time. But what I realized as I was getting older and as I was getting ready to move out of my parents' house was that it was, I felt like it was suppressing a lot of my, uh, what could be my relationship with my family. And so I told my parents that I'm bi and they had the typical response when, uh, bisexual people tell someone that they're bi and it really upset me. And I remember feeling so small in that situation. And when I think about that small feeling, I re- equate that to living in this small conservative state for a, majority of my life and so that's what I think about when I read that prompt which is so massive you know and you don't have to say all of that in the monologue but when you're writing this character keep in mind what why why right now that's a question that I think we all need to keep at the forefront while we're writing these monologues why is this character saying what they're saying right now right like why and why are they saying it to this person they could very well say it to the barista that makes their latte in the morning. They could say it to the person that sits next to them on the train. They could say this as their morning monologue to themselves in the mirror, prepping for the conversation with the real person, but nothing compares to, keep in mind nothing compares to saying it to the person that you wanna be saying it to, right? So I could prep for um, my, like coming out to my parents, with anyone else in the world, I could say it to my dog and it wouldn't have the same, you know, anxiety inducing like nightmare as it does when I'm saying it to my actual parents. So uh, I've lived in this town my whole life and most of the time that's fine by me, but in late fall when the sky fills with birds migrating south for the winter, traveling thousands of miles, I get homesick for places I've never been, places like, so. I think about and just talking about it out loud when I was reading it again just now it it, it evoked more emotion and frustration almost, but also more longing. Um, I remember when i was uh when I was planning to uh come out to my parents, I was thinking about like what if they hate me, then what right um and then it's like. Well, then I might have to leave, but where would I go? I don't know anywhere else. And that, that terrified me. Add on to that, the impending anxiety of like, I'm about to live to, I'm about, sorry, I'm about to live to. Oh my God, I'm a writer. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but on top of that, the, um, the anxiety about, I'm about to move to a, one of the largest cities in the world by myself and that scared the shit out of me. So adding all of that when you add all of that it adds so much more to what your character's saying. So for for me, let me let me move my uh my what I'm just trying to figure out what I want my setup to be right now and I don't really know. Um so uh, yeah. So it it's so weird starting off a monologue. So what I like to do is think about, uh, what, what could someone possibly say that would, uh, just make me jump onto my soapbox. You know what I mean? So, um, I've lived in this town my whole life and most of the time that's fine by me. Um, so something I'm going to start with is I can't stay here. And I think I think that this is this point that I'm about to make is so subjective and people will tell you a lot of different things. Some teachers of mine have told me you never start a monologue with a question. Some pe- teachers have told me they don't give a shit if you start a monologue with a question. They think it's fine as long as the message is still intact. Totally up to you. Um I'm so conditioned in the way of never start a monologue with a question. What's the matter with you? That I, I don't. Um, I think if, I think if it's the right question, go nuts with it. Even if it's not, go nuts with it. Do you honestly, rules are, rules aren't real, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, rules, are just a social. I'm, I'm on this, uh, this wave now of saying everything's a social construct because it is, and so, and so, rules are just a social construct. Forget about it. Um, do what makes you happy. If starting a monologue with a question or a string of fifty questions makes you happy, go nuts with it. Do you boo? Who am I to tell you what not to do? I, seriously, just like do whatever feels best for you. Honestly. If none of this works for you, none of it works for you. It's no sweat off my back. And it shouldn't be any sweat off yours. You've still got great talent and you've still got great ideas and don't let anyone take that away from you. So start your monologue with a question. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to start my monologue with I can't stay here. And I'm starting it with that because I think that that was a big thing that was underlying for me in that whole conversation with my parents, um, the conversations that came after that, and the conversations that I wish would come now, you know what I mean uh, there's a lot of things that haven't been talked about that I wish they would talk to me about, and that doesn't and that hasn't happened and that's not like a huge like oh, she's talking about her family. that's just like a thing. A lot of kids still we feel like there's some blocks with our with our families, and that's that's a totally natural thing, and it doesn't have to be a thing where you feel like I'm just a failure as a kid because I've definitely felt like that, but I think that you definitely can acknowledge it and turn it into something constructive. So I'm turning it into a monologue. So I can't stay here. And then I'm going to write a question. Um, actually, no, I'm not. See, I, I had one in mind, and then as I was getting ready to write it, I was, I was thinking about what I would say after that. Right. So let me move my chair again. Brace your ears. Anyways, I I need to get like a rug or something for under my under my desk, because right now it's just hardwood, Um, (laughs) which isn't which isn't. It's fine. Um, It's not a necessity. So whatever, man. Um, So I can't stay here, which honestly. There's a lot that like you could just stop after that and there's a lot of things when you're writing them that you'll write a sentence or two and you'll just think god there's nowhere to go from here there's there's nowhere to go from here and it and it pisses you off it it really starts to piss me off because i'm just like i had this idea where did it go and it's like things literally fly in one ear out the other and then they're gone forever you never see that train again um i need to drink some water here's a water break guys drink your water everyone one two three Did you drink your water? Hope so, okay, moving on, so something I also think about too is like where are you? uh I know everyone drills in the who what when where why but it is it is important um because because setting changes things, like if you are having a conversation a yelling conversation in a church, that is different than having a yelling conversation uh in the privacy of your own home right like obviously there's a lot of tension if you're willing to scream at each each other the person you're speaking to in church (laughs) um or at a funeral ooh ooh that actually I would love to see a monologue like that I'm gonna write a monologue like that you write a monologue like that too let's make it happen I'm actually so curious oh my gosh I love it yes wow okay so while we, so write that down. Uh, so in your notes for next time, <laughs> oh, in, your, in your notes for next time, write, um, oh gosh, I have to burp. Sorry. I'm really sorry if you heard that, but no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm breaking the habit of saying sorry for everything because I'm tired of women having to apologize for everything. Cut it out that's, I'm sorry, that's really my Midwest jumping out, we're like, told to apologize for everything, but also South Dakota is conservative, and makes you feel like you have to apologize for everything, anyways, see, I just burped again, and guess what, I'm not gonna apologize, but I am gonna announce, I am going to announce, god damn it, I am gonna announce that I'm not gonna apologize about it, anyways, so that, that just really rammed itself into the pavement, Jeez. okay, So, oh, write in your notes, monologue about, monologue about, God, why do I sound like that sometimes? Monologue about, um, monologue about screaming at a funeral. Wow, okay. So a setting for the monologue that we're working on tonight, I think that I really want to have it be, on the stairway of, in the privacy of someone's own home. I think that that, I mean, that's for me, like what is, what resonates with me. Uh, it can be anywhere for you. Um, maybe you're in a, if my VPS teacher heard this, she would rip me a new one for my poor, poor pronunciation of words. Poor, poor. If you go to my college, you you know. Um, if Deborah or Anne hear this, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's been a it's been a long couple months. So so what do we have? I can't stay here. So then let's revert back to not revert back to, but let's refer back to the prompt. Uh, I've lived in this town my whole life, and most of the time that's fine by me. So when I, uh, when I read that, I read it as like, I've lived in this town my whole life and, and most, most of the time, and I think, I think that there's a lot of space when you're reading pieces or when you're writing pieces to, when you're reading pieces, I think that there's a lot of space for you to read a word multiple times, you know? And maybe that's a unnatural thing for you. If it is, don't force it. If, like anything, if it doesn't feel right, do not force it, okay? It's, it isn't, like one thing doesn't work for everyone. And that's totally, totally chill. So, when you're writing pieces, uh, I don't, I, I guess it depends on how I read the monologue out loud from my head as I'm transcribing it onto paper or onto my computer. Um, If I say a word like three times, I'll write it down. Um, and then what I do once I've written a piece or written just a sentence, sometimes I'll read a sentence over and over to make sure it's what I want. Um, sometimes you'll cut that you said that word three times when you read it out loud, but I think that when you're writing pieces, read them out loud. Um, that's, that's what I do. Um, also make sure that you have an, like a playlist that motivates you. So something I've been listening to a lot right now and something that I'm hearing in my head as I'm writing this monologue is the rumors album by Fleetwood Mac. I hope, I hope you all know that. I hope you all know what I meant when I just said the rumors album. I hope I didn't have to specify Fleetwood Mac. Please blink once. If you knew what I meant, please, please, please. It's a masterpiece. It is, it is incredibly popular because it deserves to be. It is a masterpiece, a lyrical masterpiece, a musical... Oh, God, I love it. I could talk about Fleetwood Mac for days. Don't... I need to stop. This isn't the point. Um, The point is... The point is this monologue. So I think... So something that motivates this character. Um, I think she is... She, he, they... I'm going to stick. See, I, I just reverted to she but I think that we need to start normalizing myself included need to start normalizing using they until someone has specified their gender you know what I mean that's the bare minimum in my opinion so I think that they there we go I think that they the narrator I think that they're wanting to tell their let me back up, so I think that their mother has, their mother, their father, maybe their uncle, whoever, their parent, someone who cares for them, someone who's looking out for them, their guardian, I think that they have just been told, um, uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought, I was staring at my colored pencils, which happens, um, I think that they're feeling trapped and I think that they are feeling all of the things that happen uh, when you're getting ready to move out of your childhood home. You're having to grow up very, very fast. Um, Enter Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Oh God, that song. Oh man, I might just crack open a bottle of wine and cry to some landslide tonight. You know what I mean? You dig? Join in. Let's make it happen. Um, So... Yeah, I can't stay here. That's the only sentence I have right now. And I'm really, I really want to work on this monologue. So maybe next time, I'm not saying I'm wrapping up the episode right now, but I'm about to. So I think that, I mean, hopefully, hopefully with all of this, you've gotten something. And something like some gears have started moving, right? Like hopefully you've thought about um, like what exactly right? So what exactly? Right. Anyways. (laughs) Oh my God, Natalie. I, I really feel like I'm just going to watch Dirty Dancing for three hours tonight. Um, I'm just going to watch it over and over again, which would equate to more than three hours. That made zero sense. So, so I, I think that, uh, I'm going to keep writing this monologue uh, I'm going to keep working on it. And then the next episode where I do a writer's workshop, I'm going to share it with you. Um, or maybe at the beginning of next week's episode, I'll read it um, and talk briefly about uh, what triggers each sentence. Um, but hopefully this was a good start uh, for your monologues. Hopefully it woke you up a little bit. I know that I'm, I just feel so... I don't know. I'm trying to find the right adjective. That's another thing. When I'm writing, I have a thesaurus nearby, like right in front of me because I love synonyms. And I have a a little booklet of adjectives. And I have one of those too because I think adjectives are so, so fun. And I think the more you can describe something, the better. Um, Not to a point where you're just like, all right, we get it. How many more ways can you describe someone's eyes are blue? Um, but oh, bonus fun fact! Bonus fun fact! Bonus bonus fun fact! Bonus bonus fun fact! Bonus fun fact! Bonus fun fact. I wanna let me pull up my source real quick because I um, I just learned this um, from from TikTok. Before I delete a TikTok, which I'll talk about that next week. But I... um, Oh, man. I think that's wrong, then. I just Googled it, and I think I'm wrong. Or I'm not wrong. I think that TikTok was wrong. Dang. Conduct research beyond what you read first, folks. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So... You are probably like, get on with it. What is this? What are you even talking about? So what I, what I was talking about, um, I was talking about uh, how many more ways can you describe someone's eyes of blue? And the fun fact that I thought I had but I don't have is that I don't have. Oh my god, I was so jazzed about that too. That was that's crazy. But what I what I had heard it uh, from the from the, from the talk was that, uh, blue eyes were from incest and that made me so ill (laughs) and I got so upset with my, with my family for no reason and I was ready to just like start, start a little war in the family group chat and just be like, how dare you, you animals, but, um, turns out that's not entirely true i'm going to do some more reading on this tonight i don't want to fill your spotify time with that i can do my own research on my apparently i need to instead of just listening to a tiktok which is i'm just gonna blame that fun fact on why i deleted tiktok i don't need to get into it um i deleted natalie deleted tiktok because someone lied that blue eyes are from incest pass it on (laughs) um uh anyways so back to the monologues i think um, I think something that helps me when I'm writing real quick before we, while we're wrapping it up, um, I think something that helps me is writing out the exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, and resolution, you know, that little wave. I think that that helps me. Uh, sometimes I like to write it out as like a list down, uh, down the side of my paper and I write like Exposition. Um, so, like, right now, the exposition is, I can't stay here, and, um, you can write, maybe, above the little, if you do the list down the side of your paper, if you do the wave, just write, um, write, I like to write the sentence that someone said before, right? So, it's almost like you're writing a scene, and... I think that you're, like, you want to, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, um, I think you're just, keep it as, just keep it natural, dude. Like, just don't try to, um, don't make it performative. I think, yeah, that's what I want to say. Don't, don't make any of what you're writing performative unless that's who the character is, unless they're this character that like puts on this front and is so inauthentic, right? Because that's what performative is. We see it all the time now. Performative just shows of nonsense are just inauthentic. And it's not always intentional, but it, at its base, that's what it is. And in my, in my opinion... I do not have the definitive opinion on en- on anything at all. Um, but just don't make these characters that you're writing, just these boards or these shells, you know, make them real people. And I think that's what comes when you write from experience. We see it in like some of the most beautiful songs, the Rumors album, the Rumors album, written from real personal experience, real personal experience. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to be in Fleetwood Mac at the time, but what came out of it was a masterpiece, um, absolute masterpiece. I could talk about it forever. Um, but you just want to make sure that you're writing this again. Like I said earlier, just this like living, breathing person. And I think artists too, while we're writing all of these pieces, hopefully we're writing these pieces. If you're a writer, if you're not a writer, don't don't force yourself. If you're not comfy with it, don't do it. But if you're a writer and you're writing all these pieces uh, while we all should be inside um, taking time, uh, make sure that you're writing, write what you know. I think that that's so crazy. We all have this insane personal human experience. My experience is not the same as yours. I mean, we might have like certain similarities, but no one is the same. And I think the more you adhere to that while you're writing for yourself and while you're writing what you know, the more beautiful your pieces are going to be. And the more people are going to read that and maybe resonate with it, or it's, it's just going to move them, right? So why would you write something you don't know and miss out on the tremendous opportunity to potentially move someone? And in doing so, in turn, while you're writing all of this stuff that you know and that's personal to you and that is so real to you, while you're writing all of that, you could be decluttering your head. So why would you miss out on an opportunity like that by, re- by creating something that's inauthentic? Does that make sense? That's my, that's my spiel. So while you're working on this, uh yeah, do your, do your exposition, climax, rising action, falling action, exp- uh, resolution chart, uh, and let's talk about it. If you have questions, DM me, Instagram, Natalie, wait for it, Hilton, Twitter, Hadley Nilton, that's H-A-T-A-L-I-E-N-I-L-T-O-N-N-N on Twitter. Let me know. Let's talk about it, but I feel like, see, I'm at a, like a, over an hour right now for this podcast, and I feel like that's just crazy, crazy talk. Um, No one wants to hear me gab for that long, I feel like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working on this. I hope any of those pointers made sense to you. Um, make sure to breathe while you're writing. I get stuck in that too, but make sure you're breathing. And if you're breathing, write it in as your character. Write it in as the character, the narrator. They're breathing too. Make sure they're make sure they're breathing. Okay, I know it's so easy to be like, I'm typing, I'm writing these words. This is it. Don't let it be it this is a real person, this is a person with feelings, and a history, and anger, and sadness, anxiety, and depression, they have things that keep them up at night, write about them, and maybe you don't say those things explicitly, but they're thinking it, I know I'm thinking about my anxiety all the time, why wouldn't a character be thinking about theirs, right, like, what I think about when I'm going through a day, I'm thinking about why I cried myself to sleep last night. I didn't, but imagine, imagine it. Be cool. Damn. Um, but like I'm thinking about all of these things. And we, we do. We go through our days and we think about all of these things that have happened to us in our lives. Like When I was reading the prompt, it evoked something in me from two years ago. And I think that the more that we allow ourselves and the characters that we write and the words that we write, the more we allow them to embody these things that we maybe thought we'd moved on from that are still like existing in us because they do they still exist in us the more that we allow that to happen the more genuine and authentic and beautiful our work is going to be so write your monologues i hope something makes sense to you in all of this hopefully i said something maybe you'll write a monologue about the rumors album by Fleetwood mac maybe you will i want to hear it let's talk about it um send me send me your self tape of you performing your rumors by Fleetwood Mac monologue written 2020 during covid let me know i'm so jazzed about it i'm i actually hope someone does that please please do that i i need it i need it so bad i don't want to write it myself i want i want someone else to write it and i want to hear it and i just want to i want to laugh i want to cry i want to have a good time i want to dance in the rain i oh my god handle it jeez louise okay anyways, that's all I've got for you today. Writing workshops are weird. I hope that, I mean, it helped me a little bit. That's selfish to be like, I don't know if it helped you, but it helped me. Um, it helps me clear my head a little bit. I mean, I think I'm still a little like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I just want to eat snacks. Um, I didn't need any of my snacks on the podcast because I don't know how the rustling will sound, but I hope this, uh, evoked some something in you i hope it i hope it woke up something evoked something i hope it i hope it moves something in you and i hope that your your little gears are moving and i hope that you're like oh my god yeah i'm gonna write the rumors by fleetwood mac monologue for oat milk and anxiety's assignment that's due next wednesday <laughs> um it's due next wednesday by eleven fifty nine p.m thanks um anyways that's all i've got for you today I'm so jazzed about this new monologue that I'm going to write. Oh my god, I'm so stoked. I can't wait to see what you all come up with, if you come up with anything at all. Um, Maybe one of these other days I'll read through and talk through. See, maybe that's what I should have done instead. No, I'm not going to second guess it. Uh, One of these other episodes I'm going to read through and talk through... Uh, maybe one maybe a couple of the monologues that I've written for conversations with your mirror and yeah we'll talk about it but I I really wanted to just start off with a blank slate today and just go off of a prompt um so that's that's what the prompt is for me I really hope it, it's something else for you if it's not if it's something similar let's talk about it go with it go with it don't suppress it okay um that's all I have. Next week, I have my very first guest. I'm so, oh my gosh, I'm so stoked about next week's episode, guys. Ladies, babies, gentlemen, I'm so stoked about next week. I can't say it again. Uh, <laughs> next week, I have little to no idea how it'll work uh, via virtual spiderwebs, but I'm really jazzed about it. I'm going to chat about social media, art, all that good stuff, with one of my dearest and tallest friends in the world. If you don't know who that is, remain in your bubble of suspicion and surprise all five people who listen to this. Uh, If Dearest and tallest friend in the world, if you're listening to this, that's your shout out. Um, There's only one of you and you're pretty stellar. I can't wait. I'm so so jazzed. I'll say it again and again. I'm stoked. I'm jazzed. I'm fumbling over my words. Um, yeah, so that's all I've got. Uh, thanks for sitting with me. I I hope this was insightful for you. The truth is I'm just winging it. I hope you're winging it too. It's not that deep, right? So next week I'll see you next week. I'm feeling back to my normal Natalie self. I'm feeling a little more equipped to walk myself through the world. And I hope that you are too. So next week I'll see you, uh, stay sane as possible uh register to vote drink your water vote out tyranny and buy stamps support the local post office support the united states postal service um support the boys in blue the only blue lives that matter i stand by it all right it'll be pretty gnarly next week um i'm very excited about the conversation that my dearest and tallest friend and i are gonna have so i'm jazzed have a (laughs) I'm, i'm jazzed um that's not my name I'm jazzed. I'm Natalie. Um, Thanks for listening. And yeah, have a good rest of your week. Happy midweek. Okay. All right. This has gone on for too long. Bye.